You're listening to Artist to Artist, Conversations with Leland Harding III, brought to you by Gulf Recording Studio. Welcome. We have Emma Nicole here on the phone. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Well, I'm I'm doing great. If if uh, I can get this this stuff to work out, uh, this is very 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 exciting for me. My first interview that I give to an artist. So uh, if you can if you can or you could, Emma, uh, tell us a little about about your early life. Um. Well, I grew up um, on a small farm, pretty close to Corsica, South Dakota. Um, we had, we grew up with some horses and a few had a cattle and stuff. So pretty, pretty easy going life. Um, I went to elementary through high school in Armour, South Dakota. I was in a few sports. My main one was probably cheer. My sophomore year of high school, I tore my ACL. Um, so that kind of took me out of all that stuff. And it was honestly after that, that I really, um, I kind of dove deeper into the music stuff. Um, And so after that, I was in choir, band, theater, all that stuff. I started writing my own music then. Um, And I I mean, I did a lot as far as music goes. Um, I did all the contests. I did all the concerts. Um, I was a four-year All-State Chorus member. You you were pretty much into music from the get-go. Yeah, I was. Um, Like, I I liked the sports. It was fun. I kind of... Uh, cheer was about the only thing I could do for a while there. Um, so I, you know, did that to stay involved. And we actually, my, my sophomore year of high school, our girls basketball team made it to state and it was a fun opportunity because I went with my cheer team and we won the spirit of six. That's really neat. Yeah, that was, it was really fun. Super fun experience. Probably one of my favorite memories from high school, but then also our all-state chorus group there was eight of us two altos two tenors two sopranos two bass um we were also chosen to sing the national anthem a couple times at state b's so that was a really fun opportunity because i kind of got to do kind of had the best of both worlds that that is so so very neat emma uh so you say you come from the big metropolis of armor south dakota yep (laughs) so so i understand right now you're at stsu and you're pursuing a what music business degree or how does that go? Yeah, the technical term is music entrepreneurship, but um, it we're working on getting the name changed, I guess. So it's pretty much music business, music industry, recording industry, all that stuff. So sure, you're the first of the first, I guess. Yeah, um, there's actually, you know, I think there's what like twelve thousand students total at STSU something like that, maybe even more. And there's only six of us um, that were in my recording industry. So it's a very small group of us in the music business. Sure. So I want to ask you, do, do you or do you come from a musical family? Have you been in that? Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, yeah, we're a very musical family. I mean, growing up, we took piano lessons, uh, all that stuff. We sang in the church choir for a while. Um, my mom and both my sisters, I think too, as well as myself, we played in the bell choir for a little bit in church. That was always really fun. And, uh, how about your dad? What has your dad been up to? I guess we haven't talked much about him right now. My dad was a drummer in high school and he's always, 
I wouldn't say he's the best singer. <laughs> oh, no. You know, he's probably listening right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, but he's always really enjoyed the music stuff. And uh, actually, my I think it, it was my seventh grade year I went to. My cousin put on a church event, and we had a praise band come in. And I watched that, and I thought, man, that sounds so fun. So my eighth grade year, I kind of rallied up a few people that I knew that could play these instruments and stuff. And we put together this praise band and, you know, at the time we, you know, and my dad was super involved with that. My mom, um, the other kids, parents as well. Um, and so that was almost kind of a family thing that we did for a while. And, you know, it started out as just, we're just going to play, you know, every other Sunday or something at church, you know, sure. and just play the songs. And it turned into like, this really kind of a big deal. Um, we traveled all over South Dakota. Um, we, we've upgraded a lot since my eighth grade year. Um, I think what it's been like seven years now, seven, eight years since we started that. And, you know, we started with like guitars and amps and, you know, maybe a microphone or two and, uh, in a really old electronic drum set. And, you know, we've really upgraded since then we've been traveling and, um, so that was that was probably where my biggest music thing took off, I guess. Um, we did a lot of big youth events. We traveled to Yankton once for a show called Honor Fest, and that's where we actually opened for Cade Thompson. Right now, he's you know he's in the charts. So, right. um, but yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, it was kind of something that started small and turned into something bigger, and we kind of found our purpose then with that. And, uh, recently we haven't done it quite as much, you know, we're all off to college, got a couple people with full-time jobs now. So, but yeah, so that's kind of where that all started, I guess. So Emma, I want to ask you, I don't know if CDs are a thing anymore, but, uh, who are you listening to right now? Whether it be CD, MP3 or, you know, anything you can think of, uh, let us know who is your influence? Um, I think, you know, the last time I listened to a CD was probably, Gosh, probably middle school. <laughs> wow. Well, the first CDs we bought, I remember running to Walmart to get the new Taylor Swift CD. I, the one I remember the most is Fearless. I don't remember what year that came out, but I remember that was a really big deal. We had to get to Walmart. We had to drive to Mitchell to get that CD. Um, other than that, you know, we listened to a lot of like Taylor Swift and Carrie Underwood, and I think that was about it. Um, my mom gave me she had some leftover cds when i was younger and i'll never forget the terry clark cd that i had and some of those songs i still sing still play at gigs sure um but as as of right now um what i'm listening to i i mean i listen on spotify i think that's pretty much what everyone does now spotify youtube any of that Amen. i listen to a lot of i don't know my music taste is kind of all over the place um you know the last I'm still listening to Taylor Swift, though. You know, I made it, you know, I feel like I've grown up with her almost. Well, that's um, that's good. That's good to have that. So she's a big influence in your life. Absolutely. Her and Carrie Underwood have been two of the biggest female musical influences in my life. Um, but, I mean, I've really enjoyed everything that Zach Bryan does. I think he's a phenomenal songwriter. And some of my songs I've written, I try to, I think his writing is so unique and I aspire, you know, almost right. to write music like that. Right. And 
So I listen to a lot of his stuff for inspiration as far as that goes. And I've written some songs that I feel like kind of fit into his style. Um, and also Cody Johnson, that's been a big one for me. Okay. I think he's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, and then sometimes I'll get into like the punk rock or pop rock stuff and I'll listen to like Avril Lavigne or uh, Machine Gun Kelly. I've always really liked him. Sure. Um, so yeah, all, really all, I'm all over everything. the board. All of it, from A to B to C to to Z, I guess you would say. Um, now, now uh, Emma, I'm going to ask you a little bit about some of your songs that you have out right now. Uh, the first one that uh, was released is "Do It for You." Do you have anything you can say about that, or let us know what you were thinking at the time? Or yeah, so "Do It for You" is probably one of the most meaningful songs to me. Um, that was so. I went through kind of a tough time last semester in college and I kind of hit that wall of like, what am I, you know, what am I doing with my life? It's kind of time to, you know, pick a path because right. <laughs> I, you know, I started in college and I was an ag student and, um, I didn't, you know, I grew up on a small farm and that's, it's kind of important because a lot of these students at SDSU, they, you know, they grew up with a very, um, intense egg background where I didn't so much I kind of okay. just watched and so then I kind of realized I don't know that this is necessarily for me and I didn't feel like I had the background to be as successful as I needed to be and I went through a couple other things that made it tough for me and uh I kind of sat down and I was like you know what the, I need to kind of stick to my talents and my dad always told me when I was going to school for egg and I actually just talked to my mom about this last night my dad has always told me you missed your calling um and I've always I've always loved the music stuff but when I got into it um when I got into college I kind of thought you know if I go to school for this is that gonna ruin it for me you know am I <laughs> and when I'm when I'm doing it every day am I still gonna enjoy it as much as I do now and that was like a very a serious concern that I had because I, I loved it so much. I didn't want to overdo it. Um, <clears throat> and then finally, you know, I just decided I just, uh, that's the path I need to go. And I got back into writing music when I had some downtime, um, kind of during that more tough part of my life. Um, that was kind of an outlet that I chose. So that song is about, and also, when I made these changes in my life, I did experience a little bit of, I wouldn't say backlash, um, maybe a little bit of judgment from my peers and stuff. Sure, you're from, always going to have that. Changes. Yeah. Um, and so that song is about, you know, picking what you're passionate about and really just paving your own path and doing it for you, you know, because in the end, and this is something I've always said in the end, it's just you, you know, that's, that's what you got. And so everything you do, you need to do it for you. Right. I, I, I absolutely love that, Emma, you know, when in music too, as I also play music, you, you don't judge how you are against other people. You judge how well you can do right now. We're going to take a listen to uh, Emma's debut single, do it for you.
lost think you can't be seen In a crack below the surface that you're in between You were mama's queen in your sister's dream But you fail your setting and you let them leave Here's the problem with the standards of society They're supportive till you change your path entirely but the moment that you see what no one else can see You find the strength you need You gotta do it for you Cause it's all you got You gotta pull through If it's what you want Mountains don't move But the climb will stop You gotta do it for you Like you can't get free A prisoner confined with a million dreams But you have the key In the mirror you see You're face to face with your enemy Here's the problem with the standards of society They're supportive till you change your path entirely But the moment that you see what no one else can see Find the strength you need You gotta do it for you Cause it's all you got You gotta pull through If it's what you want Mountains don't move But the climb will stop You gotta do it for you When you're running All you worry that you'll miss a step You're the only one who tells you if you're chasing someone else's dream, you'll never win And your purpose is ahead, so don't look back again What an absolutely beautiful song by Emma Nicole. Do it for you. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, I guess. Uh, the question I have, Emma, is uh, let me just know a little bit more about what this Do It For You means to you. And that was really good to release that as my first single as well because it really, that was, that was the song that started everything. And that song basically talks about, you know, the changes I had to make to start doing what I love. So, um so yeah, that's pretty much what that song is about, and it means a lot to me, and it also, I've a lot of people have been able to relate to it, because I think most people go through a little bit of that in their life, when, you know, you kind of hit that, uh, that uh, fork in the road, and you kind of have to decide which way you go, 
And either way, there's going to be a couple people that say, no, I think you really should have done this or you should have done this. And Right, right. Don't, don't, don't go back down the road. Just go down the road and see what it has. Exactly. I, I also I, I want to ask you about, uh, now we have this The World We're Living In uh, song. This was your second release of the single, which is absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, tell me a little bit more about how you came up with the song. So I wrote that song in the car on my way back from Wyoming this summer. Um, a friend of mine, we were talking and we decided we'd want to go on a little vacation. So we went out to Jackson, Wyoming. So that's kind of where that like Cheyenne reference comes from. Cause I literally wrote it when I was, but that song just talks about, there's actually a very, like, there's a specific phrase in there. I think it's uh, I've tried, but I can't sit still. I was sitting at home with my parents and my mom mentioned something about, like, Emma can't sit still. And I was like, that's a good line right there. I mean, <laughs> because I am, I've always said, life, I love the experiences in life. Um, I may never be the richest person in the world because I love to just, I'm always on the road. You know, I like to, I like to go places. I like to see things. I like to meet people. And um, so that's kind of what that song talks about is more just like experiencing the world we live in because there's so much out there and if you stick to one place there's so many experiences that you're going to miss out on and also like taking advantage of those opportunities early on in life as well um because like I'm kind of at a point in my life where you know I'm single I'm in college I'm really not committed to much so I have all these opportunities to go to these different places and I work really hard to make sure that I can do this and so that song is that's what that song talks about is just you know getting out there making experiences um prioritizing experiences over absolutely things, absolutely know? let's uh let's let's take a moment here and listen to uh, Emma Nicole's Second release of the single, The World We're Living In.
Another great single by Emma Nicole, The World We're Living In. Uh, now, to me, Emma, it sounds like this is a real coming-of-age story. Uh, and they really do connect in a way or another. Yep, and they are a lot. Um, pretty much all my songs kind of connect in some way or another. And they all kind of tell this story of from when I was, you know, kind of just lost in, in a way. Right. To really deciding okay this is what i need to do and getting out there and getting these experiences and sure. it has been i mean just in the last couple of years i mean i've experienced a lot of things that thinking back to high school i probably i never thought that i would have at this point so right so there's a there's a good point right there so how was it for you moving from the town of armor and i'm not sure how big it is but i'm thinking it's under a thousand people how was it from going from there to Brookings, South Dakota? Um, I would say in general, there's not a huge difference um, because Brookings is a very like, like it's a bigger town, but it's it has a very small homey feel to it. In fact, I mean, if I was going to live anywhere in South Dakota, I think I would stay in Brookings right. because, you know, the people here are so nice. Um, but at the beginning, when I first moved here, I lived on campus. And the Brookings campus is almost just like a town in itself. Right. When you live on campus, you really don't leave for much. And so at that time, I hadn't really experienced Brookings, I guess, so to say, very much. Um, and then I moved into a par- an apartment my sophomore year. And then I kind of I got a new job here and um, started to meet more people. And like, there's definitely a lot more people. And I I. I'm sure when I first moved here, I was probably terrified because, yeah, I have 10 people <laughs> and going into some of these college classes and stuff. I mean, yeah, there's like 300 kids in like one of your general classes. And so, yeah, that was overwhelming. And but I've really I've really settled in. I I remember uh, before I left for college, I was so nervous, um, you know, about not having friends because not a single person from my high school went here. And I just completely started over. And thinking back on that, I honestly didn't have the greatest high school years. Um, And thinking back on it, going to college was really, it was such a good thing for me. You know, I got to start over. I got to meet people that were more like me because that's something that I didn't necessarily have going to Armour High School was um, with only 10 of us it's hard to like find people that are more like you. So going to college, I kind of, you know, still up to my junior, I'm in my junior year now. I still live with my freshman year roommate. Her and I have gotten along so well. And, you know, we've always connected really well. And then we've made other friends outside of that. And it's just, it's a whole different atmosphere. It's, it's kind of just like a little community that you make. And, and it's, but it's, it was so necessary for me to just get out of my hometown and, you know, kind of just back to that, uh, that the world we're living in song. Like sure. I needed to get out of there. I needed to meet some new people. And, and so that's what I did. So honestly, as far as, um, size goes of towns, I really don't notice a big difference just because Brookings is so homey. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much more to do here, <laughs> obviously compared to armor, but <laughs> Right, uh-huh. right. Uh, I I wanted to talk a little bit about your latest single is the villain. Now I am so impressed with the cover art 
just the cover art. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? And and maybe did you take the photo, or do you have uh, a photographer? Um. So I have to say this because I also talked to my mom about this last night. My dad also said that I apparently have missed my calling again with uh, the graphic design because um, everyone thinks that I do such a good job on that. And I do it all myself. Um, I did for my first, the do it for you. That was a photo that was taken by my photographer. Um, her name is Alyssa Kuiper. She's out of uh, Mount Vernon. Her and I grew up together Sure. and we were friends in high school and I kind of reached out to her last year and said, Hey, would you mind like taking a few pictures for me? Um, Cause I'm kind of starting to work on this music and, you know, getting some of those graphics out there because I think that's just so important. People love to see nice looking photos and stuff. And, you know, being kind of a graphic design oriented person, that's something that's always been in the back of my mind. So anyway, she took a few pictures for me. And so I used one of those for sure. do it for you. For the villain, I, I wasn't really quite sure what direction to go with it. Um, and so I asked a couple of people, like, what do you think of when you hear the villain and, you know, a couple ideas were brought up was just like the cape, you know, the, the dark makeup right. to be, um, and I was like, all right, I can work off this. So I took a, I took a light, like a little lamp I have set it up and I set my phone up on a chair and took a picture in front of a white wall. And I took like a million, some of the bloopers are like absolutely hilarious. <laughs> And finally, the last one I took is the one I decided to go with. And I thought that I I took that and I kind of took out that white background and made it more dark. And then I decided that black and white was most fitting for the cover. And I kind of looked at, I like to look at other people's cover art, you know, right. going back to Taylor Swift. And I've gotten some comments that the villain cover art is very Taylor Swifty, and I didn't notice at first, but I definitely see it now. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, getting ideas from other people and what their cover art looks like and just kind of putting that into my own. And I've always been, I don't really know how I do it. I'll be honest, but I've always been pretty good at editing pictures and making them look pleasing. And I just, I do all that on my phone. I, I just have a don't give apps. your secrets away. Don't give your secrets away. <laughs> I know. I've just, yeah, that's all I do. It's nothing too special. Um, I just, um, I've always kind of had an eye for it. And I do think that, um, you know, your social media posts, your stories that you post and your cover art and, you know, right. the way, like my artist profile on Spotify, I think that's all so important. And people, um, they remember what those cover up pictures look like and go back to it and think of it that way and so yes i'm i'm a very big cover art person and so that's it's always it's also kind of a fun little thing to do um kind of leading up to a release too so sure now with that said i mean the cover art is great but the song the villain that is such a great song first time you sent it to me and i heard it and i thought wow so i i think you did all that in your studio didn't you yes i did so that's, I, where did you come up with that idea? I mean, it's it, at the same time, it's motivating. At the same time, it's dark, if I can say dark. But, but yeah. there's still inspiration to it. So my songwriting techniques are a little bit different, I would say, from some people. Um, when I wrote that song, 
I had gotten home and I was sitting in my car and I, every once in a while, like words kind of go through my head and I got the idea of the villain and I was talking to one of my friends and she mentioned something along the lines of like, you're, you're, you're always going to be the villain in somebody else's story. And that's something that I've experienced a lot in my life is, you know, no matter how right you are in some situations, you're yeah, you're always going to end up being the villain in somebody's eyes. Yes, you're somehow going to end up the villain in somebody's eyes. For me, that song, I know you mentioned for some people that song seems like more of like a breakup song. For me, that song is more of like a relationship, like in general type song. So okay. like that's something that I, I've always kind of I've struggled with at times in my life is some of these relationships where I've had a hard time. I don't know how to explain it. I felt like, I mean, like I'll admit it. There's a lot of times I felt like, you know, it's my way or the highway, you know, (laughs) and I've, I have been that person in my life, but in those times I never realized that, okay, maybe I'm the one that needs to take a step back. Maybe I need to think this through and kind of feel for somebody else instead of myself. And so that's kind of what that song is about is more just like, I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to be the villain, but, you but were, I also, yeah. and was, you know, um, and so, yes, that song is, a, it's very deep and I think it's incredibly relatable because I think everybody goes through that. Sure. As far as relationships go, you know, I've had past relationships where they end and, you know, both of you feel like you're the in the right, you know, but then you think back on it, you know, a year or two later and you're like, you know what, this, I could have done this differently or that's definitely a place I'm at in my life right now is thinking back on some of those things and thinking, what can I do differently in something like that in the future, you know? I don't know. It's more of like, another, yeah, just another one of those stories that kind of ties everything together, coming to terms with things that I could have done differently in the past and putting that into my music. So, well, Thank you so much, Emma. We're going to right now we're going to listen to your single, The Villain.
simply an astonishing song by Emma Nicole, the villain. Now, before we wrap things up here, Emma, if you could let us know a little bit more about where we can find your music. We are out on all platforms, Spotify, YouTube, Pandora, Apple Music. I would say the biggest ones are probably Spotify, Apple Music, and uh, YouTube. And on, I put a lot of that on my social media. There's links to right now on my Instagram. My Instagram is Emma Nicole Music. There's a link to my latest single, The Villain, on there. And then that takes you right to my Spotify account. And if you use any other platform, you can pretty much just search Emma Nicole and then the song name, and then it'll come up. Well, that sounds great, Emma. Uh, it's been such a pleasure uh, having you here on an interview. And uh i just blessed to have have you here with us, and uh, tell us a little bit about your life. That was great, what you shared with us, and uh, we hope to hear more from you. Uh, I believe the next single is going to be I'd Cry. Is that right? Yeah, that's kind of what we're working on right now. Um, it, it might depend on kind of what comes up next, because every once in a while, kind of like it was with the villain, this song will just like pop into my head, and I'm like, we got to do this, you right, know? Right, right. Um, but yes, right now we're working on I'd Cry. That one's a fun one. Um, that one uh, kind of just talks about, uh, like, if you were told you had one more day with one of your favorite people in your life, what would you do? So I'm really excited about that one. Sure, so. sure. I love the idea. Well, uh, it's been great having you, Emma. Uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. And uh, is there anything else you'd like to say? I don't think so. It was great talking to you. Well, it's great talking to you. This has been uh, Emma Nicole here with my uh, first interview with her. And uh, we'll be putting this out to all the media, different media we got. So uh, stay tuned for Emma Nicole, and uh, we'll talk to you later. This has been Leland Harding III, Artist to Artist Conversations, here on GRS with Emma Nicole.